Hello and welcome to the Lock In Podcast. We are once again recording this episode at the Red Lion and Sun in Highgate and with me as ever are my co-hosts James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. James was once a key figure in brewing circles having helped guide the Dark Star Brewery to great success before selling out, I mean selling up to Fuller's. Heath has been involved in pubs since stepping off the boat from New Zealand 75 years ago, with nothing to his name but his hairy feet. Morning, guys. Morning. Oh, they're getting better. Oh, oh, well, I was about to say they were. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're, let's... Uh, we're, we're going to be discussing food, um, pub food in this episode, as food's clearly very key to government strategy on how they're trying to destroy the pub trade. I mean, sorry, I mean government strategy on allowing pubs to open, uh, kind of, uh, if they can. Um, so, I mean, let's, let's before we move into that, let's, we're, we're day two of, of reopening now. So, um, how, how's it gone? What was, uh, what was yesterday like? How was the lockout, James? Um, it's all right. People pleased to be back. Um, weird a bit weird in that you know you're a restaurant effectively and this whole constriction I think firstly everyone thought we were opening today not yesterday because mm-hmm. there was no bloody clarity over that they couldn't even get the day right you know a, a couple of weeks back there do you fail to market the fact you were opening I think <laughs> probably, I, you know, I, and I am blaming that I am blaming the government once again. I was going to say I thought we put it on social let's just blame someone else yeah, yeah, no one reads your but it's easy just default blame Boris and the government but so we were busy, but some people didn't. Think. And then people were just, you know, having their meal and kind of scooting off, really. But it was, it was nice, you know. But it was quite it, it, on a positive basis. The people that would have been very much the visitors would have been beer led or wine led, and um, they actually got to taste the food. And I think we'll actually do really well from that um, because they sort of see the breadth that we do. And uh, you know, hopefully, it's, hopefully, there's a positive in there for that. But it's just a bit odd. Mm. Just a bit. It all just feels a bit contrived. Yeah, you were saying earlier, people actually going, "Oh, actually, your, your food's quite nice." Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> too. I was surprised at that. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so it's, it's hopefully there'll be a, a nice kick on to that. But yeah, just all just at the moment, because it, it's it's a bit like when we came out of lockdown the first time. It was all a bit weird, and it all felt a bit weird yesterday. So I think it may be, you know, I think the, the nice thing is people get the masks now. Yeah, it's not a, such a battle in my view. As it was before, you know. And if you haven't got a mask, you're just a bit stupid. Mm. Um, How many customers did you have for that mask? Yeah, it's quite a few stupid ones. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 one. Um, so no, I don't know, Heath, you? Yeah, it was interesting. The red line, like we were, we were full. Um, spin head was quite high. Um, but yeah, it's just you know we're we're effectively a, a you know we run as proper gastro pub anyway. Most people come here to eat. So, but you know, there's a few last night, especially one of my friends in the industry who turned up and said, "Oh, can I just get a drink?" And I was like, "Man, seriously, you work in the trade. <laughs> you, what you, where have you been? Where have you been?" He's following the uh, Dominic Cummings rules. Uh, yeah, do a rule for. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was you know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting Christmas. Um, it's definitely you know the, it's just the, these all these rules are just 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 ridiculous. Like, nothing makes sense, and customers laugh like you know. Okay, I've got to leave my plate in front of me and. You know, it's just it's Pretend just end up still eating. Yeah, it's just you know what I mean. Like, it's like they're treating us like children. Like you, you know, I mean, we're not adults. You've got to do this. You've got to eat your dinner. You've got to eat your dinner. Otherwise, you're not having a pint of lager. You know what I mean? It's sort of stuff in at school, isn't it? I remember not finishing up prunes at school, and they said you can't. You know, you're not going back to the classroom to have your prunes. We well, got to three o'clock, and my mum picked me up. You know, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but it well, that like, explains a lot. It does explain a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it's really kind of, yeah, my relationship with food has been odd ever since. Um, I think the bewildering thing is for all of us is, is why are we getting attacked so hard? Mm. Do you know what one in every three pounds goes back to the government? Why, why are you basically beating up the person who pays your wage, well, you know, pays bills. Yeah, well, who helps need contribute those revenues. To, you need the revenue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said it earlier. There'll be people that look back on this, and it, uh, as a case study or you know a moment in time, and it just they'll be scratching their heads as to what we're up to. You know, this whole thing about you know once you have finished eating, you need to go. Yeah, in the same breath, they give you an hour's drinking up. I mean, just riddle me that. I mean. Mm. It just doesn't. It's embarrassing. Sense. If I was a politician, I'd be. I'd be like, like I said, yeah. You look back in you, thirty years' time, they're just going to be like, "Oh my God, did you look, remember that?" It's so I wonder embarrassing. When, when you know when Theresa May came in and she was kind of the fall guy for Brexit, really. You know, let her take a load of the flack for mm-hmm. that. Boris feels like he's becoming that. I think his coat's on a shaky peg mm-hmm. because if you want him full of bluster and to rally the country, then. It, that's great, but he's not a detail guy, and I think that's been shown yeah. in his leadership. He he should be the one that's saying this doesn't make sense, and he's not dealt with political, environmental, um, medical. He's not he's not brought that together and made there sense. There doesn't seem to be a holistic kind of approach no. to it, does it? They're not that's actually the going. Let's look at it. That was the big word you were looking for. That that overarching sort of view of right. Let's let's look at this in the round and figure out what's what's what. It's very much kind of piecemeal. Let's do that. That hasn't worked. Let's you know what this. they need to do. You know how they'd solve that. They'd have this conversation in a pub, <laughs> and Jim the bin man would go. Mate, are you kidding? That's never going to work. Yeah. And then Jer- Jeremy, the estate agent, would go, no, it's never going to work. And the politician, there's somebody else in there, the, the barrister yeah. would go, guys, you'd thrashed out, common sense, thrashed out in the pub, and none of this shit would ever happen. Mm. But they don't want us to have pubs anymore. I think that's been the problem all the way through, hasn't it? I think the, the, um, the, the lack of understanding of normal society has been quite apparent with, with some of the decisions. Thousand pounds. Well, a thousand I mean, pounds. I mean, if you want to slap us in the face, then somebody said I was chatting to to uh, one of the guys at Green King, and they'd worked out it was something like uh, pubs are losing an average pub, not nothing special, nothing, nothing yeah. average pub. It's it's costing them six hundred pounds a week. God, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, and that's that's a conservative estimate. That's really conservative. So um, you know, that's what's a thousand pounds going to do to that? It's not even going to cover two weeks. It's it's. It's derisory. It's it's insulting. Green King have done more for the industry than the government, frankly. Yeah. Well, if you're lucky, you know, if you're in that estate, I think what they're doing is great. Mate, it's been said, great no? for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know? No, but they've made a stat. I just hope that others see that um, mm. and take the long, mid-long-term view on it. Um, I mean, they, they think about the, the stupid decisions as well, though. It's not just confined to uh, to the UK, because um, if we look at what's happened in Jersey, it was announced this morning. Now, James... We are aware that you're a bit confused as to where Jersey is, but Your counties it's not in the county. It's not the UK county. Um, Switch it. Only going to be on this. If that one person isn't the last podcast, they'd understand that they've. So get that joke. Yeah. The um, but they've. I mean, they've again. They've they've gone for a, a fire break, as they've called it. And, and what have they done? Shut hospitality down. So you know, guys like Liberation Group, they're going to be feeling the pain, having having sort of managed to trade probably more than more than others. Mm. Um, but I mean, what what are they are they taking their cues from the UK? I mean, what is what's going on? But in some ways, it becomes a bit of a, a race. You see, like um, you know, Scotland now has five tiers. We'll have six. You know, and it's <laughs> for goodness' sake. You know, please stop this. You're you're not going to get that joined up approach. I, I'm just really disappointed that with 
the brains that we've got in the industry, the power that we've got, the workforce we've got. We don't have any no, no, power. That we haven't, not been, we've not been able to exercise that power mm. because clearly it's the most obvious thing. There is no evidence and no one's been able to bring that together and really... And if this was difference. in court, if, this was, if, we, if, mm. we were, if we were getting persecuted in court or prosecuted in court, or persecuted, that, persecuted mm-hmm. both in this gun, um, they'd have to show the evidence and this would get chucked mm. out. I go well. The judge or the jury would go seriously. What's your evidence? If we, you know, if we were, this is we're getting done for murder. There's no way we'd get prosecuted. The problem is we've given powers over or prosecuted. Prosecuted. We've given powers <laughs> over earlier in this, early in the, you know, in the pandemic, for the government to do whatever they want, mm. and they're not going to be reversed. And that's you know, it just won't happen. It won't be nah. when we get out of there. Oh, you know, those powers that we have, we're going to give them back. They stay, and I think that's the great tragedy and it wasn't given enough time to be debated therefore we are just at the whim of the next decision and, and who knows we'll be shut well, down we could, be shut, be, we could be tier they could turn around and go tier three next week mm, yeah mm. Well, even if I mean? you look at the ridiculous nature of the debate on tuesday night seven o'clock tuesday night when we were supposed to open on wednesday and if the if labor had maybe had voted against it they may have lost it mm. and therefore we wouldn't be opening on wednesday no nah. i mean you've just dropped thousands in stock and prepping mm. your food because and then all of a sudden oh no, not Mm. No, you're not open. No. And it's just farcical. And every day, running up to Christmas, as we know, counts. But it's okay, because you can get £1,000. Yeah, yeah, you got your £1,000. That'll right. do, that'll do. Anyway, we'll get on to the meat of the subject now, talking about uh, food and uh, some of the restrictions around that. Listening to the Lock In podcast, so we are talking about food in this episode, um, which is particularly pertinent at the moment with the restrictions that are being placed on pubs. So, you know, we we effectively are operating as restaurants at the moment. Um, I mean, is that is that sustainable? I know you're very food focused at the Red, um, yeah. and James, we've already discussed the fact that people actually now realise you do do food at the Lock mm. which might also mm. question that marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. Of yours again, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, is is this how how we find it? What what do we think? Is is running a pub as a restaurant? Yeah. So, see, it's like the reds are like no change. Yeah. Yeah, no, no real change. But no, there is because you lose all your the, you don't get the dwell. You get all your boys and you get all the you know the guys that like to come in and just have pints at the bar. That's all gone. Do you know what I mean? You lose, you lose that buzz of the pub. You know, mm. we, yeah. the energy, people standing up, chatting, hey, how you doing? It's just, it feels like you're like... Well, actually, that's what P.O. White did, didn't he? He took pubs a few years back there and he just ripped them out and put tables everywhere and he lost that kind of little engine room that was the P.O. Marco P.O. White. Oh, Marco P.O. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, you lose that energy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just drink before, drink after. Yeah, and all the fun. And You know, we had people, we had a guy turn up last night and goes, oh, I'm early. I went, oh, okay, can I just get a seat and just have a drink while I wait for my missus? And you're like, well, really, no. Like, the law's, <laughs> the law's so ridiculous, you've got to order your food at the same time. Oh, oh. And you just, you don't want to have conversations like that. You know what I mean? It, I, it, it's, oh, it's just, I don't know, it's stupid. Well, we can't open two of our pubs because... We don't have kitchens, mm, mm. and there's, it, just to try and even work around it and make it work, it's just it's just not sustainable financially. I, mean, I think I mean certainly for the for the Lockhart James. I mean you've got a lot of customers that, that do just come in for drink. Mm. I mean uh, it's only been a day. I appreciate, but I mean what sort of reaction have you had? Were you tell, having to tell many people? No, you've got to eat. No, they've got because during bookings we're very explicit about it. So you kind of try and head it off. Yeah, you get the chances that want to come in and and get a drink. But I think in in some ways it's. Okay, it's 
revenue for us, but it's offset by the lack of footfall of bits. But equally, it feels like a bit of a tax on them because you've got so many people that come in for their two or three pints a day, and now they're having to put a, you know, a substantial meal against it. And I, I think that's um, that's a bit sad. Do you know what mm. I mean, really? Um, because they're no safer by eating yeah. than drinking. I mean, you know, you could still have a bottle of wine with your starter and a bottle of wine if you may, if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't really restrict it. it it's not, again, I, it's boring, but it's just not thought through. No, no. Um, and, and, and ultimately, the licensee's job, you, by the way, you're not allowed to serve anyone drunk anyway, right? We know that's a bit of a, a misnomer, but um, ultimately, you're there to control your area. And that's... Yeah your main job is to keep people safe mm-hmm. and you know and, and dispense alcohol safely and um, th- th- we're clearly not judged that we're, we're able to do that but do you think though that this is going to make you put a bit more thought into your food offers I mean I know you guys probably do this already you're, you're pretty good with your food well he's average mm. but um, <laughs> it, it's is it going to make you rethink your food offer? Is it? Yeah, I mean, we I imagine we'll for some we? Yeah, we, we have. We've, we've, made, we've made some sort of more accessible stuff. So we've we've done sort of loaded fries and we've done a couple of sandwiches there. Honestly, to reduce it because to reduce what people need to spend. Yeah. Uh, frankly, and allow them mm. to still comply. Yeah. And we try to look at that, but you know, we won't compromise on ingredients and things. I think what you'll see though is you'll see some real shockers. In that, if you remember when the smoking ban came in. Everyone's like, oh, we've got to do something else. And then everyone's like, what would you, What you need is food. If you go in a London taxi now, oh, you're not making money unless you're doing food these days. And um, that's just nonsense because you'll just see them do really badly. Mm. In the same way they did food really badly then or try to, you know, to, I think that's, it depends how bothered you are. You know what I mean? Whether you want to sit there with a bad, you know, plate of bad nachos mm. that's been done and, you know, then, I don't know. I think that's what we see. We see a lot of pubs just don't do very well. It's yeah. not easy. I mean, that's the thing. Nah. It's not easy to do food. So, just to think, you can just switch it on to that, you know, tomorrow. And, and, and how many pubs have got extraction? How many pubs have got you know decent practice? Even even you know the the kind of the practice of safe food. Yeah, but it's, but it's also just their, their experience. A lot of operators don't do food and aren't interested in it, and suddenly they've been forced to do it. And then it's the experience of handling that and working mm. around that and what does that look like so it's not well, it's, we're going to come on to sort of you know what what makes good food in the pub and, and what operation you're doing um, I mean in the meantime I mean the, the, the other problem of course with with the system in place that people have to eat is you're increasing spend per head for, so you're increasing the ask on your customers as well aren't you yeah. so you know you can't just pop out for a, a quick pint in the chat with somebody you've then got to spend you know 12, 15 quid on top and of you're putting extra me. pressure on the kitchen as well. Suddenly, we before you'd probably have, you know, a certain percentage just eating and a certain percentage just drinking. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, everyone's eating. So suddenly, the kitchen's like, man, we're, we're like we're really busy now. Mm-hmm. We need we need more this. We need more that. We need more fridges. We, you know what I mean. And suddenly, they're under pressure. And then they go, we need another chef. And suddenly, you know, like your costs like, are going up. Yeah, your costs are going yeah. up, and it's you know, and if you built a takeaway business as well, then that that has persisted. You know, after you've got lockdown, that pressure, you've on got top. that pressure too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. these are all really these are these are all great problems to have. Do you know what I mean? In the sense True. that you, you've got customers, yeah. you're busy. A lot of operators aren't open. Yeah. We've got a couple of pubs that aren't open, so they're all they're all good problems to have. But it's 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 not like you know, like I never wanted to be a takeaway 
shop, you know, business. Mm-hmm. And we did that during lockdown. Okay, and it's survival. But mm-hmm. it's suddenly you find yourself like, ah, oh, I don't really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Don't enjoy this part of it. You know what I mean? It's suddenly taking you know what you love about the business away, and you just feel like everything you do is just like, oh my god, this is such hard work. Oh, I'm gonna have to have a conversation about this person. Sorry, sir, you need to eat a substantial meal. You know, you just. So I mean, let, let, let's 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 dip into that a little bit substantial meal I mean James you said you know you're doing things like loaded fries and sandwiches and, mm. uh, and things I mean wh- what is a substantial meal because we can't get a sensible answer out of government what is a substantial they meal they tell us that hospitality people know what a substantial meal it's in the rule it's in the regular you know what is a substantial well, meal I, I think this is why there'll be a lack of enforcement because it's so great and I think it's purposely there it's great because it's one person's substantial meal to another as well and if you look at the definition of substantial it's relative mm. and, and a meal too you know what does your meal look like mm. it really is Come on, if you're a Vera who's 85 and enjoys coming to the pub for a bowl of chips that's substantial meal too she would doesn't struggle, eat yeah. would struggle with a Welsh rabbit you know yeah. a big piece of it would be too much yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and that's why I don't think that any I'd really struggle if people are broadly playing the game I'd really struggle any pop, you know any sort of prosecution to stick yeah. because it's just there's so much in it um, see this is what Haringey Council sent me that a substantial meal consists of more than small items that are more likely classified as snacks crisps olives nuts etc would not be substantial the guidelines define substantial meals as a full breakfast a main lunchtime or evening meal yeah, but who eats what? I mean, this is the thing. You can have some people will eat a massive meal at lunchtime. Some people have a sandwich. Yeah, so what if you, what if you don't? What if you're it's four o'clock in the afternoon? Is that mm. your lunchtime or is it your but, like? But, but, but when we talk about the Scotch egg gate and stuff, I that, do oh, enjoy man. a good Scotch how, egg for but lunch. But how are they able to? How are they able to to generate more detail than the government guidelines? <laughs> Surely you can't. Do you see what I mean? Well, they're sort of done here, and they said they have. They say like, okay, and here we go. And so they gold plating it. Yeah, of course they like it. We want to see clear indications that customers have either have have only been served food with alcohol. This may be in the form of receipts, plates, food on the table, menus. So just leave menus on the table. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's vague. To, it's basically leaving all their options open. Yeah, to, like uh, to not have they eaten? Really. Yeah, they've eaten. And they're talking about like looking at tabs and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, so they want to see bills and, and stuff. Yeah, show us their, show that person's bill. Like uh, GDPR implications with that? I don't know. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, like that, that person doesn't want you to know. If anyone's in the council dealing with this stuff, it's unfair on them. Yeah. As well, you know, I, there'll be me, someone who likes it though. There'll yeah. be somebody there. Oh, oh, yeah. parking <laughs> I mean, yeah. I take you not. There's no no one's come knocking yet to fill you. No, like uh, customers must not linger in the venue once their meal has finished. Mm-hmm. But you've got an hour of drinking up time. Yeah, you got. <laughs> we're putting um, we're putting some cheese and biscuits down after their meal on the house. Yeah, and uh, allows them to dwell legally. Yes, for a bit longer. I mean, we've got strict time limits anyway. Like we had, you know, pre pre last lockdown so that stays but it just allows there's no I mean and that's a case of it's at our cost it's yeah. at our cost to try and get some normality it, well it's an interesting test that as well because technically they haven't ordered that so mm. can they can they still drink that's if you've given them something as a, as a would you like some cheese on the house yeah that'd be lovely mm. thank you yeah yeah so, so again it's at our cost to do it it's I mean, quite grey very much like the government's uh, guidelines yes <laughs> but you wonder whether they're purposefully slightly great we had this in the first lockdown do you remember we came out the first lockdown some of the stuff was up to interpretation yes yeah um, and I think unless you've got a pub full of vertical drinking you've got to be making best efforts I'd, I'd like to think my, I'd like to think that that's how people address it but we'll see I mean the, 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 I think the 
thing that really epitomises it for me is, is that scotch egg gate, mm. if we're going to call it that. I mean, the fact that, you know, they can't agree amongst them. We had two politicians say a scotch egg is a substantial meal mm. and eventually had to be overruled by the Prime Minister's mm. office. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's farcical, isn't it? But we've got it? all the big stuff going on. You know, people yeah. are dying everywhere yeah. and we're arguing about scotch fucking eggs. But then all, and then everybody talking about scotch eggs, honestly. Customers mm. joking about scotch eggs. They still like, are. Seriously, shit yeah. in the head. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I've heard this for days now. Please, stop. Have you got any scotch eggs on? No, I don't do uh, it. No, I'm not doing it. I refuse. What was it that some of those things that came around socially that day said, um, it was a picture of a... A, um, a bottle of scotch. A, a little bottle of scotch and an egg and, and it was saying like, um, no matter how many customers th- think you'll find this funny, you'll still think they're and then they used a word I'm not allowed to use yeah. podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah not that word not that word yeah, we won't, we won't. we'll though. gloss over Heath using it earlier mm-hmm. um, I mean uh, to be fair it's a bit like the uh, substantial meal pint uh, um, the, the font isn't it I've, I've, yes. I've, I've yeah. hate to think how many times I've been sent that out by. so what is, what is the government's objective is this so we don't flood the NHS with drunkards at Christmas and they're all on the streets falling out of pubs is that it or is it more Covid or is it Who a combination knows? of both or is it they just hate us? Who knows? It's uh, it's one of those uh, one of those things that we will never get to the bottom of, I suspect. But I mean, let's let's talk about um, uh, for the last bit of this. You know, drinking with a meal. I mean, how much can people drink with a meal? What what's your thoughts on that? Well, it's like substantial, isn't it? I mean, James can drink eighteen pints and still walk home. That's true. Not ride his well, bike, ride but he can bike. still walk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can. I don't think you can even begin to think about what that looks like. Yeah, it's just again, it's it's great. You've just got to play it by ear, haven't you? Mm. And uh, and stick to the to the to the licensing regulations anyway. You know, not. We are. I'd just like to say to any historian in the future listening who takes a chance to listen to this podcast, we don't agree with it. It's stupid. Our government's an embarrassment. Please don't judge us on the actions of our government. Your government's done quite well, but back home. Well, she's locked it all down, isn't she? Like, it's just been using, you know, the economy's screwed. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's still, at what cost? So they're waiting for the vaccine, ideally, and then they'll open up the country and then, you know, New Zealand will get going. But, but don't you, have you found a little bit, I've found, I've found a little bit that since this vaccine announcement, people have got a bit looser. I think they're know, all... They're not our government, though. End no, sight. I've seen a couple yeah. of delivery drivers that aren't coming in with masks. There's a bit more of a sort of swagger and a bit more of... You know, I, I just I, I think that, that, that people think oh, it's done now. Yeah, you're lucky at your age and weight, you'll be able to. Uh, you'll you'll get vaccinated you. first. Man. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I, I'm actually hoping that we can vaccinate James first, and see, see whether what he dies. Yeah, if he yeah. doesn't die, then that's fine. I think if we'll I be do, all right. I'll come back and I'll haul you. I'll be a pigeon or shit on you. Well, I hope you turn green. <laughs> No, because we'll put a statue up for you and you'll be shitting on yourself. I've always thought that. We, we that. can't afford that statue. It, it, it's, no, it's, it's, that's a lot of coins. That's a lot of bronze. That's a lot of, that's that's a lot of bees in the jar, isn't it? that bronze. We might have to use clay. <laughs> I would, no, I'd turn it as a rain. What's the cheapest? I always, I always thought about Plus that. Plus the cast. If I died, I'd come back as a pigeon and just... I'd, I'd, every Man United match, I'd go <laughs> and I'd interfere with players. But, you know, when I say interfere... Michael Jackson and pigeons. Is that the end of this thing? On that note, yes. Let's make the end of that section. listening to the Lock In Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. So we're talking about food and pubs in this section. Let's um, let, let's go and sort of a uh, bit of fun. What, 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 what have been your worst meal experiences, guys, in, in pubs? 
God, there's been so many. <laughs> well, to be fair, you, you have very high standards here. No, that's right, so. but I just, you know, I eat in pubs all the time. I go around and see what other people are doing. There's been some shockers. Um, you took me to a place once down on Sussex, James. We went in for fish and chips. Was it that one? Was this, was this where you went oh, no, to the wrong pub? The wrong pub. We were looking, oh, at, we were looking at a finalist. Oh. We thought we were looking at a finalist. In the Great British Pub Awards. Yeah. But you actually went to... It was a managed house. Different. It was terrible. Oh, my God. And the menu came out. It was like A3 laminate. Like, you know, like that, that really heavy card. White clean. Yeah. And I was looking at James. I was like, you sure you got the right pub here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you sure? Look at this. Me-. And I was reading the menu and it was like... American style ribs with coleslaw, and I'm like, and this was a food finalist in the great. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you thought you were at. I remember then, you texted then, me at the time. But I give the benefit. I'm thinking, kind of like the fact that these guys are so bold. Yeah, so bold. Yeah. It's got really shit decor. It's got sticky carpets. <laughs> I kind of I've always want to do a like really good pub. You know, really good food mm. in a really a dive, old dated, yeah. like a dive bar pub. You know, really dive bar. People walk in and it's just, you know, you're sticking the carpet. Right, and blows thought, their mind. Yeah, and I thought that'd be really cool. So I was going, oh my god, these guys have finally done it. And I was looking at the menu, going, maybe they have. What is this menu, James? So we order, and then we're, we're te- I think we're texting you or Nick, mm. um, and we're texting away, and I'm like. And then it comes back, you're in the wrong pub. It's got the same name, but yeah, the other one's 20 one miles away, yeah. And the food comes, and you just want... Oh, and then you had to eat it. And you know, the thing was, we were so hungry, and we were in such a time restraint. And it was just a waste of calories. Well, you know, bad calories. I was just thinking... It's never bothered me. Oh, mate, no. But it's sitting there, we ordered... I think we ordered... I think we ordered did you order a bottle of wine? I think you had a pie, didn't you? Pie. Yeah, I had a pie. It wasn't a pie. It was, it was casserole, the lid. Um, <laughs> so then... Let's not get into the pie. Oh, mate. Mate. I'm with you on that, though, yeah. to be fair. But we're sitting there, and we ordered some pie. And, you know, like, I, I know what cling lines taste like and doody lines. And, <laughs> they were uh, Guinness, didn't we? Oh, oh mate. And, you know, and Guinness is one of the first beers to show. And we're there, and I was just like... And then when the text came through, you're in the wrong pub. I wanted to cry. I should have known when we drove we mm. drove in and said, Prosecco on Monday, six ninety nine a bottle. <laughs> it should have been... A deal. That sounds expensive, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, so yeah, that, that was a shocker. That was a, that was probably one of the worst pub meals I've ever had. But I, quite, like, I just wish it was amazing, because in that atmosphere, you know, like, oh, it's terrible. Oh, well, I, but that's the thing, you want every meal to be amazing, because you... You know, I think that's a challenge, isn't it? You're, you're, when you're eating out at home, the, it, the biggest disappointment for me, I, I always feel, is when you when you go, right, I could have made this at home and made it better. Yeah, yeah, I call bullshit on that. We're not talking about pizzas, James. I've been one of your barbecues. I've seen some photos you've put up. It was delicious. I've seen the photos. You know these little cries for help? People put things up and they... And it's like, look at this pizza I made. you're like... Poor Sam. <laughs> that's why I don't share him on social media. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. But that's that still stands, though, doesn't it? Because I'm still yeah, basing yeah. it against what I can make. So if it's so they're really, so the, I'm saying the standards are terrible yeah. then. But mm. but that is it. Is it? You want to you want to have an experience that you can't replicate in your home. So mm. I mean, that, that for me is the basic kind of thing. And when you see sort of you know pubs and you go in and you think, oh, you know. Mm, no. But sometimes you can accept. I mean, if you look at Weatherspoon's model, it's inoffensive, but you're there to be part of your. You know, you go in and you think, well, I'm going to get fed for about six quid. Yeah. And it'll be all right. Oh, yeah, it's it's, you're, you're not kidding, sitting there marking it. Yeah. You're going to have a few drinks with your mates and you're going to put a. You know, use their curry deal on a Tuesday yeah. or whatever it is. It's just you fine. seem to know a lot about the <laughs> offers because I'm, I'm market aware. Um, but if you then you look at. Um, I mean, my worst experience was just after lockdown. And um, I was into... I just wanted to... So it was Sunday. It was the first meal out for six months, what have you. I was just so excited about it. So we went to our local. 
and I didn't, I was, we were going to go hard, you know, I mean, I'm there with my wife, my daughter, I'm on a couple of pints early, and there was Sunday roast, then it came out, and it was just on a paper plate, <laughs> with plastic knives and forks. Were you on an aeroplane? And it was just horrific. Maybe they thought you looked there, a bit, there, no, maybe they no, thought no. you weren't, could be trusted with knives <laughs> and forks. <laughs> it Did it have a cork on the end of the phone? No, it was horrific, and it, the whole thing was just, it was awful, and I was trying to work out, you know, either the chef was off or, you know, some madness going on. So I, I, I left it all. I just, I, it was just, it was just too awful to eat. And um, I was like, can you just talk me through, you know, I met one of the people in the bar, talk me through this whole disposable thing. But it's, 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 um, it's safer well, with COVID and what have you. Well, they can't wash the dishes. Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> really? You were just going to create a pile of rubbish. You know, they were trying to be quite eco. Yeah, and all yeah, you're doing yeah. is throwing more waste at the problem. And actually, really, I mean, please, just on a paper plate? But it's still, still 15 and a half quid or something. Mm. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And I was just, it was just a complete disappointment of that. But you want to go somewhere where you are eating stuff that you can't make at home. You're right, yeah. Ed. I mean, yeah. Not that you can't eat at home, but we can't eat at home. And, um, and probably the listener. I think most people Because can do it. Generally, most people could make a good roast at home, but it's the, it's mm. the effort that goes into it. And it's the detail, no? Yeah, and it's just, it's just nice going out, isn't it? You go out, you relax, you don't have to do dishes. It's, yeah, there's, there's more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you say, it's the convenience. Yeah. It's not having to, it's having someone do the work up. for you and all that yeah. kind of thing. So, I mean, what, what makes your heart sink when you, when you walk into a pub and look at a menu? I mean, what, what are the... What are the real sort of no-nos, would you say, from, from your perspective? Oh, it depends. Just like when people are just following trends and it's like, you know, when somebody, everybody, everybody pork, had pork, pork, pork. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> stop, my eyes hurt, you know what I mean? Like, just when it's just, like, they're just following trends and just, it's just bad and, you know, a thousand different burgers and... But, I mean, know, to be fair, I... I, I, I I'd push back a little bit on that because you know we we talk about you need to follow trends because you've got to go where take the business where the customers are looking for things. So if customers are after pulled pork, okay, then bad pulled pork, bad pulled pork would be uh, yeah, bad bad copies. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Get they, it they, right. they want, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that, and you go, it's not like what it should be. Stretch you know pork. I mean? Yeah, exactly, and it's just well, they've bought it in from a company that's pre-made it for them, and they've just mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, and just yeah. Just bad burgers. You can't do it. Like, oh, bad. Just getting burgers, bad burgers is my word. Actually, and, and the amount of time you go into a place and, and they're saying, well, we've got a great burger offer, and you sit there and eat it, and it's just... I don't understand why it's so difficult. Good buns, good meat, good ingredients. Yeah. Like, but but mm. they seem to just... McDonald's can do it. Yeah, well... <laughs> but then I would say, why well, would be bad Sunday roast again? Because it's not... Yeah. Big catering kitchen, it's not difficult to do. Because no. always, they always go for the cheapest meat. Yeah. It's always like, oh, let's go and do that. We'll make good money on that. And bad gravy. Yeah, oh, bad. Well, it's not even gravy. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, how many people make their own gravy anymore? Mm. Do you know? Um, it's offensive. It's just... Uh, for me, I always say my best admirer is, is carvery. And I'm not saying all carveries. You, you can get good carveries. And, you can. And say, but there's a lot of very bad carveries out there. And that always makes... I always hesitate when, when somebody says, let's go to a carvery pub, because you kind of go... It'd be great again, to the do meat a, can be. it really well, right? a really good carvery. Like, yeah. really. I remember being up at Farmhouse at Soho House, and it was a Sunday, and I went into the main barn, and they, they their carvery was banging. Mm. And you could, like, pork belly, whole chickens, you know, proper, yeah. done really, really well. 
Amazing. Golf clubs do carvings really well. You know, the better golf clubs do some great. They'll do it every day. Yeah. Amazing. But I think it's, it's the hangover, though, isn't it? It's that sort of 70s kind of mass chain pub kind of element. Yeah. That, Toby uh, it, it's Yeah, it, it's those kind of old school kind of things where, you know, the meat's sort of not the best quality to start with, dried out under the lamps yeah, yeah, for, yeah. you know, several hours. It's, it doesn't inspire confidence. But it's when you, it's when you, get, when you get the menu and you go there and it's so big. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so big, and you're like, yeah. "There's no way you can make all this." No, yeah. you know, yeah, no, that is that's that's a really bad mm. sign, isn't it? Where you just think, right, there's there's too much choice, and then you get then you get customers. But then the reverse of that, yeah, then you get customers go, "Your menu's small," and you go, "Compared to what? Like mm. compared to a mass chain pub company that has like loads of dishes?" But, oh yeah, I just thought you'd have more choice. I really feel like sweet sour chicken. <laughs> Why are you here? Why are you here? like our menu's online? You can can it be too small? small? No, I don't think so. Sort of You've got. Two, two, three. I'd rather. I'd rather. No, here. but I'd rather. Over here. I'd rather they did things properly, and if that's only three starters and five mains, good. As long as it's banging, mm. I'd rather that. Do you mm. know? Probably we. I think it's not about us. It's about what the the wider. You know, customers want, and they do want choice, don't they? They don't have to know what they want, but they want choice. Yeah, but, I, but I think you, you've got, you've, yeah, but no, I don't, I, you can't, if you try to keep everybody happy, that old adage, no, you, can't. you can't. So no, just you know do what, I mean? what you do well, and like, if they don't like it, yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. And you get the following that you need. Yeah, you, otherwise you're just, you're trying to pan, you know, would be, when people go, you know, it'd be really good. No, I don't. Leave me alone. Well, there we go. We're going to move on to the next session, which we'll be talking about what makes. We've talked about what's bad. Let's talk about what's good. So we'll be back shortly. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast. So we've talked about uh, what what pubs get wrong with food. Um, Let's talk about what pubs get right. You know, let's what what makes great pub food. Fresh, fresh ingredients, nothing mm. frozen, just really fresh and good quality ingredients, cooked and treated well. It's that easy, isn't it? it sounds easy, <laughs> yet so many people fail to do that. It's just, Bit they over prep, they cook too far in advance, they use bad quality ingredients, um, all chasing GPs. Yeah, you know, the yeah. Then what? For what? The, the true cost of that is, you know, I'd rather I'd rather work on a lower GP and be busy and have people enjoying themselves, and get them on everything else, you know. And get them on everything else. Well, you know, you make your margins <laughs> everywhere else that you need to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you do, you know, you may build a reputation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think fresh or if, it depends on your skill set and your customer too. But you could still do stuff well it doesn't need to be complicated does it you know it doesn't no. need to be an array of stuff you can just do if you did sandwiches just do great sandwiches but I think great bread you know? yeah I mean that's it I mean we, we can not every pub wants to aspire to be a gastro pub and we, don't have we, to we'll just, talk about gastro pubs later on but I mean it, it, buy good bread for your sandwiches no. yeah do you know what I mean how many times you've gone to a pub and you go oh just have a sandwich and it's terrible yeah mm. and you're like man it's not that hard to go and buy a decent loaf of bread no. And it's stale, you know. It's yeah, things yeah. like that. Keep like, every day. We, yeah, yeah, just you, you know, give it to the staff, take home every night or something. But just do it properly. Mm. I think that's a big thing. Do it properly. Don't whatever, cut corners. Whatever level. Yeah. Mm. If you just do it, if you're just going to make sandwiches, put them on the bar every day. Make sure they're great sandwiches. Use use the best ham. What did mm. we go use, um, in Madrid with a chicken and the baguette? Do you remember the side oh, of yeah, chicken? C- uh, casa, um, Oh, I can't remember. But it was just chicken and, and baguettes. And cider. cider. Yeah. 
banging. Mm. Been oh, there, oh, but it's been there for so 150 cool. years, that place. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And it was like 45 quid for lunch. Yeah. You know, and we ordered our chicken between three of us and a load of things. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. But they but they did it properly. They they raised their own chickens. Okay, this is obviously extreme. Their own they, orchard. Didn't their they? own orchard for the apples. It's probably beyond the means of yeah, your average pro- uh, community. Yeah, but they've done it for 150 years. years. But you could get great chicken. You could do a rotisserie. You know, but a great rotisserie. Yes. And we're great for air, you but, you know, but the thing... Growing we, your own chickens. The, the, yeah, thing, the thing that all fails it, and we... And I, I could have saved... You, you know, you go and see TV shows like Tom's doing, he's going around and he's trying to help pubs and stuff. The, the, a lot of these people, they, it's, they just don't know or it's not in their genetics, their DNA to, to, to want to do it. Mm. You know, when that couple said about, oh, we don't have a kitchen, they've had a rolling lease for three years, been there 14 years. Mm. It's just not what they want to do. It's no. not them. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not bad. It's just not them. So you've got to want to do it. So when we say buy the best bread, some people are just like, oh, does it really matter? Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. So they eat rustler burgers. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Some people, some people I mean, just if don't your customers care. Customers aren't going to appreciate it as well. I mean, that's the other thing, isn't it? It depends on your customer base. You know, if 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 they're discerning punters like you two, then obviously they're going yeah, to want don't, that. But don't but don't uh, say to me, no one ever buys our food. Like you know, some people go, oh, no one ever buys our food. We're not busy on food. Yeah, because it's shite. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and then you're stand. You can't. You, you've. You know, you sure? I don't know. Like, there's enough TV programs now. There's enough books you can read, but they've got to want to do it. And the big rubbers, you've got to want to do it. If you want to mm. do amazing sandwiches every day, you've got to want to do that every day. But let's be frank: the most profitable pub is a really busy, wet lab pub. Yeah, because your staffing levels are low, your margins are decent. Yeah. If you buy, you know, let me let me change that. A, a free of tie, wet lab, yeah. wet lab pub. Yeah, and that's the beauty because you are just shelling peas. I mean, you're, yeah, and, and it, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Okay, they're in they're in decline. Um, but they're going to get a thousand pound. Of course, that's fine. Um, but you know, when you bring food in, it bring it does bring skill set. Well, I, I mean, I do. I, I mean, you're right. I remember early on in my, my tenure when I took over uh, on the MA, um, I got taken to a pub that was uh, that was predominantly wet lead, free house, middle of nowhere, um, and every lunchtime he did uh, just cob sandwiches, uh, yeah. bread rolls with, with ham and, and cheese, and that was about yeah. it. Place was rammed, uh, absolutely rammed. Yeah. I know he was probably knocking these things out for next to nothing. Mm. People were paying, so I can't remember what it was, but four or five quid, mm. whatever, for 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 the sandwich. And the place was heaving, mm. and you, know, you couldn't move in there. Mm. So, but do you, I think culture's shifted, though, hasn't it? We've really seen that, like you know, really like the, the boys, the city boys, going having after you know drinks during lunch and having a sandwich and sinking eight pints and going back and. No. Destroying the economy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's you, kind of not. It's just. I, it's I not there. It's not sort of socially was, there no. anymore. So I guess that that, that pretty much should all pubs be doing food? No. I mean, this is this has no. been an argument. Certainly, when the smoking ban came in, it was mm. right. Let's move to pubs doing food. Let's all try and get a, a good food offer. I mean, no, because no, I just we like we at the Winlock. We just do. I think we do pie mince to pies and, and maybe toasted sandwiches. And that's probably the level of skill we got down there. But we're just a boozer. With, yeah. no kitchen, with no kitchen, so you know. But just, you're still doing some food, even though it's it's predominantly wet lead and it's a boozer. Yeah, but still got the food, food sales are like ten percent, if that. It's not, sales. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just so. It's, it's just next to having crisps. It's just it's, it's just saying, have you got anything else? Ensures the dwell time. Yeah, it just yeah. It keeps them a bit longer. Rather yeah, than the top it out. 
over to the curry house across the road they'll eat the pies I suppose I mean I remember one pub up in uh, and Harrogate did a really good job like that it was sort of you know fancy pot noodles yeah. little sort of uh, toaster oven that you could do yeah. sort of flatbread pizzas <laughs> and toasties and things like that and just simple but and, and I think they were doing, they, they expected to do sort of a few hundred quid a week on it. They were doing sort of several thousand. You could do a so, pie, you know. Pie, we talked about this before. A pie, didn't we? You know, just have a, just that. But they're probably doing it well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They probably went, okay, what's the best pizza sort of thing we can put in there? Okay, we'll do that. And they were just you know, working in their, their constraints and they've done it well. Yeah. But they probably didn't use rubbish ingredients. And was, they were so busy, everything had to be fresh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're always just playing catch up. Yeah. So, you know, it's... I don't think they should. No, no. I, don't, I think sometimes it just way to your skin, strength. Have, I guess. Like he said, why should they have to? Mm. They came into the game for something different. They didn't come into the game to be restaurateurs. They came to be, mm. to be you know, licensees. And, and the problem is that the world keeps on changing. Well, this is well, this is that's, it. That's and, you, it and, you, and you look at the circumstances that we have now, and and these pubs that are are wet and wet led entirely are feeling the, the pressure aren't they That's, that but it's almost like the challenge. government want to get rid of those sort of pubs yeah they do yeah, yeah. do you know mm. what I mean they, they, the agenda is oh, it's a good opportunity we can use COVID we can bury the dead let's get rid of all those wet lead pubs and just get it a bit more sense. let's try and make it like the continent where it's just a bit more sensible yes. yeah. do you know what I mean yeah but there's those wet lead pubs that are the ones that are doing people, the best things in their community but oh, they are yeah, and they're also bringing the yeah. tourists come to London for those for those yeah, pubs yeah, yeah do you know what I mean yeah. it's just it's just they're so blind this government well there's a few of them that do need to go in fairness but I mean there's always there's always always. always. there's always that vanguard of of businesses that that haven't evolved and and are struggling Mm. but I mean they're in the minority now you know we've we've evolved and those those wetlands they're good at what they do and and they serve such a purpose and and it's it's pretty devastating I mean if we're talking about food, what are I mean? What should be on every pub menu? What are the classics? What are the like fish and chips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, you've always got to have fish and chips. Yeah. I, I think, think so. You yeah. have staples that you build around, right? Yeah, fish and chips, burger. I suppose you know. I mean, these are these just easy. It just sort of you know, burger, steak, pie. pie but pie. Don't yeah, get well, me. We talked about it earlier. We touched on it earlier. Yeah. Mm. If you're going to do a pie, do a proper pie, full mm. crust pastry. Stop serving the shit they do around this country where they give you a casserole with a really shit lid. My, I remember my brother-in-law coming from New Zealand and I, I think he was in tears in one restaurant in the Cotswolds, one pub in the Cotswolds. He just looked at me and said, what's this? He said, it's a pie. He goes, no, seriously, what is this? He said, it's a pie. And he goes, oh my God. In New Zealand, you'd be, you'd, you'd be deported. You'd be, you'd be made to leave the country. Did you... Do a bad pie in New Zealand. This is what's happening. We don't this do bad pies. Why you're not pies. about that? Mate, he's living in the UK. Yeah, but I understand why. Because you know, we, we we do a pie at the Red Line. We do a, a cockerbarn pie. So you know, we have a cockerbarn, put it into a full crust pie, and bake it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. My chef, he'd rather do a casserole with a lid. Yeah. But nah, you you've got to draw the line somewhere. Even if we only do fifteen of those a night, you draw the line. You say we're only going to do fifteen. Let's do them properly and let's do them well. Mm. But yeah, I think. You want your staples, and then you can have some fun around them, can't you? you yeah. Know, you, can have, you can look at some seasonality. And it's funny what it's funny what staples have become like at the red, though. Like oysters is one of our staples. Yeah. yeah Do you know yeah. mussels? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we've suddenly got dishes like that where they're just like, jerk chicken. Yeah, jerk chicken. You know, yeah, I was yeah. about to say the Mickey, but then yeah, you've got jerk chicken. I mean, you, you've got the, quite a diverse. Uh... Yeah, because I think we're more, we're not you know we're gastro, but not really, we're more neighbourhood neighbourhood locals pub in the sense that these people eat here two, three times a week. Yeah. We're not the big, you know, like you go to Hannah Flowers and you, you know you're going to drop 65 quid on a roast dinner. 
we're not like that. We, yeah. we want the same people four or five times a week. A lot of these people are professionals. They come home, they're tired, they want to eat something. And that's why our menu is so diverse. Sometimes, sometimes I have mates look at it and go, geez, you're all over the show. You're a bit... And I go, yeah, we are. Like, but we, everything we do is really well. Yeah. And it all, make, it all makes sense when you try it. But it's trying to keep it, in, you know, just constantly moving. And <clears throat> so, I mean, James, you, you touched on this earlier about sort of uh, money and margins. They both did, actually. I mean, what... How do you make money on food? What are the margins like? Um, what are going to be the most profitable dishes? I think, I mean, you said wet lead pubs margins are, are stronger. I mean, yeah. you, know, you qualify that for your time. Um, but you're doing volume as well, aren't you? It, yeah, you you're have, doing you're volume, five points. You, you don't have the associated costs. You know, yeah, you it's have a labour. Uh, yeah. But you have someone serving your pint. Yeah. Uh, and it's not everything else that goes around it. It's not the the broken glasses as, as much, you know, like the. Yeah. the do you know what I mean? And the, the cutlery so, and all those things. I mean, what, what sort of GP should you be looking for on food? It depends. If you, like most, you know, God, 35% food cost, 30% food cost, 25% food cost, you know, like same 60, 65, 70, 75, depends. You know I mean? We, we, we sort of work at our pubs. We sort of work on, uh, like, we're going to make a good margin on that and we can take a hit on that because that dresses the window a bit better on the menu. Mm. So, you know, we'll have something like, okay, your burger's going to make you great money. But then you've got a crab dish that's not going to make you great money, mm. and the, the two meet in the middle. Do you right. Know I mean? But we we never work. We're more about we want bums on seats. We want good quality food. We want a reputation so people come back again and again. Do you know? I mean, it's more that. So we don't work on something. And fun to you know go yeah. and discover something somewhere. You know, go and, and think well, must do that. But if it if, if the computer says no, still do it because you think it's right. Yeah, yeah. And it is a bit of interest, and you yeah. know. It's, so what what is the most profitable? Like burgers, fish and chips, burgers, fish and yeah. chips. Yeah. yeah, fish and chips. What are you paying? Depends on what size fillet you use, 220, pounds 199 for a fresh attic fillet. Your batter costs just nothing really. You've got some chips, some mm-hmm. you know, you make some mushy peas, you make some tartare sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, you're away. Do you know what I mean? Bizarrely, the thing that's probably making the least money is your roast dinner. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's because the love to do it properly. Uh, do you mean, know, uh, to make to, we make a veal stock jus gravy. Starts uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, right? it takes us, you know, we're constantly making them. Mm-hmm. But we make proper gravy. Yeah. You know, and that's a labour of love. And then when people go, quit more gravy, you're like, man, it's, <laughs> that's a pound in that little jug I'm giving you. Do you know? Yeah. But that's why they want it. They come back yeah. again and again because it's not something out of a packet. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, food for thought. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball, and James Cuspenson. So we're talking food. If we're going to talk about food, we have to discuss the issue of gastropubs. Um, what is a gastropub, Heath? Can we th- define it? I think, yeah, it's it's restaurant-quality food in a relaxed pub setting, you know, where your, co- your, your costs are cheaper. So you, you mismatch cutlery, your plates don't have to match. It's just but good qu- restaurant-quality, but... Now it's all changed, doesn't Love it? Because time. without, yeah, you know, so it's all changed over the years. That's what it used to be, I think. And now, I mean, you, 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 you've used the term to describe your, your yeah. pub, the Red, and you are in the top fifty gastropubs yeah. as well. Um, I mean, is it? Lots of people have jumped on the bandwagon. I mean, even for Christ's sake, Marks and Spencers has a gastropub yeah. range of ready meals. I mean, is is it a term that that uh, we struggle with these days? Like craft beer. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's just because, like, but then you've got if you look at, I don't know. It's gone. It's like we've gone too far in the gastro. Like what the original thing was like restaurant quality food in a relaxed pub setting. Mm. Now some of these places you go to a bit like they're a lot better than most of the restaurants you go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, to 
be able to chill out and have a nice time and not feel you're on you're worried about what wine you order because the song's embarrassing you, you, you want, yeah there's no white tablecloths and yeah. there's no there's no pre- it's, I it's a snare I can't be doing yeah. that I think that's dark. for me that's really I'd have to really want to go somewhere to put up with that now um, and you know and you have every course and they look at you and um, they look at they look at you every day and they go every time you get a dish how was that wasn't yeah. it amazing it's like just put it down yeah. leave me alone oh, it's like tasting menus though isn't yeah, it do you know what I mean shoot me in the head yeah, yeah. don't you do a taste menu no but we're not that sort of gastropub I think there's I think there's levels yeah, of, I think there's levels thing. of sliding scale of gastropub we're, we're not like you see like Parker's Arms and you know Anna Flowers and all these sort of places they really are like high end gastropub so they're like yeah. the, the upper echelon you know the quality they do and the Harwood Arms and you know what I mean but we 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 we're working more on volume. They're working more on quality. Yeah, yeah. A different but, but level of quality, there's different isn't it? strata within that gastro yeah, pub world, there isn't there? I guess. But then again, you also got pubs that probably shouldn't be using the, the term gastro yeah. pub, using describing themselves as gastro pubs because mm-hmm. they do food. Well, there's also places that should be quality. Shouldn't be advertising themselves as craft beer pubs because they have like Blue Moon or whatever. But, but, but I also think, you, but your sales, your sales deplete that. Like you know, I mean, if you're if you're a gastro pub, you're, you're you, generally, your food sales will outweigh yeah. your wet sales. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because that's where most people are coming, having three courses, nice bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely different levels. I mean, are they, how are they evolving? I mean, we, we, if we look at the history of gastro, I think one of the first places was uh, the, the Eagle. Eagle in Clerkenwell. Um, that was, I believe, credited with being the first gastro yeah, pub, although it's, it's, uh, it's, mm. it's debatable. I'm sure somebody will say it's somewhere else. Um, I mean, is that still a gastro pub? How, how have things moved on? Would you say? I'd say the, the quality, the, the level, the, the the quality of the food. Like you see some of these gastro pubs, the food they're banging out is again, amazing. Do you know what I mean? They, and the, the more the more supply focused, you know, quality focused. They're really they're really going to the heart of it. You know, like like I said, the Parker's Arms and people like that. They're yeah, with really, Olive Garden, Market Garden. Yeah, Market Gardens. We'll do the Sportsman in Kent. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, it it's it's, it's, yeah. it's not even a restaurant in a pub. It's it's another. It's something else. It's evolved. It's yeah. something completely it's a bit different. Driven by just restaurateurs that look at a pub and go, "It's a great site. It's got a good kitchen, so to space. Yeah. It's got a cellar. All the things I need. It's got a location. Yeah. Let's just put a restaurant mm. in there." Whereas before, you'd be looking for something different back in the day because pubs actually held their own. Yeah. The opportunity came when pubs stopped holding their own, and it became an attractive proposition for restaurants. If you're like that, are you still a pub? That's the question, I guess, isn't no, it? No, but I don't think you are. I don't, I don't, yeah, but I don't think you are. I don't think when you when suddenly you just can't walk in and have a pint. Yeah. Okay, forget what's going on right now. Mm. When you can't walk in and have a pint. Yeah, we're all gastropubs now. So yeah, well, that's effective. But you, then you're not a gastropub anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not. You're not a pub. You're not you're a gastropub. Not. You're a restaurant. If yeah. you if you don't have a bar area, yeah, like if you've got a dispense bar and you've made you've ripped out your bar and you've made you more seating, covers, yeah. yeah, you're you're no longer you're basically there needs to be another term for that. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? But we, if you can't have somebody walking with their dog on a wet day and the dog shakes itself and you get a pint of ale, and that's there's no drama, mm. then you're no longer. But some of these operators have preserved. <clears throat> the pub or the business that would have otherwise gone to the wall probably. Mm-hmm. you know when the smoking ban came in <clears throat> didn't become feasible and then yeah. they've, they've taken them on so I don't you know I don't think we're, we're necessarily looking badly upon them they've just That's been opportunists on the not site critical. yeah yeah, um, yeah and I think the, also the face of what people want from their pubs is different you don't have that would you would you say the hand of flowers <clears throat> at 65 quid for a roast dinner is a gastro pub or would you say oh, that's, that's a Michelin star restaurant I, I would argue can you go in and have a drink in there? Can you? 
I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think certainly Tom and, and his team would, would okay. and, they, and they very much uh, they want that, to that because they that want they, because they want it to be. Yeah, they understand the necessity they, of it as well. But they're also part of that community, aren't they? And I yeah. think they've 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 made their bones out of uh, out of that gastro pub world. And, and the last thing that they would want to be is, is called a restaurant. I mean, that's the other thing, isn't it? I mean, that's probably yeah, the, but, wor- the worst it. thing you could say to a gastro pub operator is you're a restaurant. Yeah, but so then then, then do we, yeah, pricing mm. like. That that sort of defines. Yeah, but I think. You know what I mean? But then, I mean, it's it's what people are prepared to pay, aren't they? And I think True. if you've got that reputation yeah. and you've got <clears> that uh, thing, then why wouldn't you? you know? What about community, though? I mean, if you talk about pubs, you typically think about having regulars from the, the location. But if you look at the Hand and Flowers, oh, that model. would be. You know, it, well, it's a very well-heeled community yeah, as well yeah, around well. it. Well, yeah, to make teeth look a bit. But uh, if you took, <laughs> hiking, do you go and have dinner there every night, or could you go three times a week? I mean, maybe they could, but I'm talking. I imagine their their mix would be. But then that's but that's that's, that's, that's the slippery nature of a gastro pub, isn't it? I suppose yeah. is 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 that um, is that what a gastro pub is? You wouldn't go to a gastro pub every night of the week because, uh, generally speaking, you're going for the food uh, unless you're very well healed and can afford to spend. It's, so, it's, it's, it's such a confusing. Uh, it is. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no. It's it's like a tree. There's but so many different branches. I, suppose, of it. I mean that that. that reflects back on Tuesday so you would consider that this one the red line yeah. is, is a gastro pub yet the menu in the Lockhart which is similar if not a lot, lot of the dishes from here is on yeah, the Lockhart but not, not is the, the Lockhart a gastro pub no because half of the half of the pub is I mean you're in the kitchen sometimes which yeah. Yeah. clearly negates it from yeah. the word go <clears throat> I would say that half the pub there is dedicated to a bar area which you can eat in if you wish um, it's also a smaller menu it's not as technical as up here because we, you know, frankly, you don't have the skill, but it's about prep and leaning on great ingredients, yeah, um, and just process. So uh, it's it's just different. Yeah, but that's what I think. That's that goes back to that scale, doesn't it? And you see that in the top fifty, it's always like Hanflowers, the Howard Arms, and people like that, which are really like mm. the high end of mm. gastro. Yeah. And then you slide down to like operators like myself, yeah. and yeah, because we we you know even though we're doing quality food, we're not running at that level. So yeah. that's why it's great the top fifty because it's all. It's so diverse. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You appreciate everybody in there for their different attributes. Yeah. You know, whether you're going to the Guinea Grill and just having a steak. Do you know what I mean? It's all, it's, everything's different. It almost doesn't matter, I would say. I think it's, you're about building a business in an area that's sustainable. Yeah. yeah. And you dial your food up and your drink up, and as long as it works, then, then great. I think Absolutely. there's just misuse of the gastro pub term. As Marks and Spencer's are clearly doing. Well, there you go. We have nailed and defined the gastro pub then. <laughs> I doubt it, we have. <laughs> You are listening to the Lock-In Podcast. We're almost to the end of this episode, but we can't talk about food in pubs without talking about chefs, which, to be honest, we could probably do a whole episode on. And, uh, yeah, we may well do that. But let, let's talk about chefs, the, the joy of chefs. Um, you having fun with chefs at the moment, boys? <clears throat> um, yeah, I think we're at the Lockout. We're having loads of fun. Up here, I've got a couple of issues. Um, and I, the, great, the great thing about what's all going on the pricks can't hold you hostage anymore because there's so many people. <laughs> <laughs> Never a I mean, true I mean, word. Don't, don't hold back that. Well, they don't can't. In the days of like, oh, well, I'm doing that. If you don't like it, I'll leave. And you're like, ah. Oh. And now it's like, leave. Yeah. I don't care. There's so many people looking for work right we, now. We put an They're on the back foot. Yeah, and yeah. also, I think that there's a level of dysfunction that comes with chefs. 
and it's they're good at one thing, but they seem to what's think that? It's, well, <laughs> it seems to be the only thing. You're drinking and taking drugs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like gambling. But I am the one thing I um, we've, we've seen in this, this, this change of. I don't know. Um, one one thing that we've seen is we put an ad out for a chef the other day. We got over sixty applicants. Right, and that's a lot for us. I said for Hayward Heath. Yeah, yeah I mean, where yeah. we are. And yeah. we, but we got um, you rejected mine. Yeah, we yeah. We, um, we invited six in for interview, and only two showed up. Yeah. So it's like so it hasn't changed entirely. Has well, it? Even though there's more more options on the market, you're still going to get that kind of behaviour. I mean, I think for us, it's just, he says it's flipped. Yeah. Um, my my biggest issue is um, we rely on them um, obviously to produce a large part of our business, but I think there's and I think it'll change. I've got friends that are golf pros and they're only good at one thing. Just can't be arrogant with it. And I think whereas there's a sort of certain persecuted nature about chefs where you know they have to work all these hours and they, you know they have to put up with this and that and everyone's against them it's like guys just do something else then mm. um, so I think that's just my observation from it but you know I love the, the, the bit you miss and I, you talk about de-skilling and all the rest of it and it is about as he said about leaning on great ingredients and methods and processes but the one thing that chefs good chefs are really good at is dealing with load is dealing with you know 30 checks on prioritising and work in the kitchen um, oh, it's, that's, a, it's a tough job isn't it's a, it, it I mean it's high job. pressure yeah. it's not particularly pleasant environment to mm. work in I mean height of summer mm. you know it's it, it's not fun is it I mean Crimea River you get paid for it <laughs> and you have really sympathetic bosses mm. like uh, like Heath who, who sort of uh, care Listen, for, for I, your why my staff stay do, around a long time my chefs but, but do, we, well. do we do we yeah. do I mean that I mean, joking aside, with that, it, it isn't it isn't the greatest of, of jobs and things in that sense, in terms of environment and all the rest of it. So, I mean, oh, do we do enough to support and nurture and look after these people? Yeah. Because, I mean, that is the, the, you're talking about split shifts and you know time away from people, all the rest of it. That's it, it's not easy, is it? No, it's the, hard. The worst than bar staff. I mean, you know, are they better? This is the problem. We we can't. Unless I get to talk to the customers, to be, oh, actually, you no, know, as so. I say, yeah. flip it the other way around. <laughs> You don't have to wear a mask in the kitchen. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I like it's hard because a lot of them are so crazy, and you, you you're trying to manage your customers, your your front of house staff, and then you walk in there and you've got some psycho. You know, I mean, I've dealt with some I've dealt with some nuts over the years, like yeah, that, proper that unstable. That won't hack a dish. because yeah. it's against their principles. Oh yeah, one guy said, "Listen, uh, table forty-two. Don't want the anchovies on the uh, on the pasta." lost his mind threw the plate at me you know what I mean like what's going on chill out you know something deeper underlying that oh there always is though I've had knives pulled on me I've had one guy threaten to stab me they're just nuts it's just the customers you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) my wife (laughs) (laughs) I think she reduces you to mental torture but that's where you know we got to that point now at the red line that we've we've got a good team because the ones who get it get it and they know they're going to get looked after and they just get on with it it's it's the ones you don't know they're just angry a lot of the time it's not my fault Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know stay in school I mean (laughs) (laughs) just yeah, just no, no. Um, I mean, do we need chefs? Yes, I we mean, do. We do. We, yeah, we do. We, we do. Is it? I mean, James, you've got James in the kitchen at Lockhart. Yeah, I mean, well, you need you know you need that creative type of chef and the ones who 
who, who want to cook and are really passionate about it, mm. not the ones who are pissed off this is what they ended up doing. Or turn up all. But, then, but then I've heard you complain about, you know, you, you say that you want them passionate and <clears throat> want to cook and, well, and, and, and okay, the rest sorry. of it. You then turn around <laughs> and stop messing around with my dish. Yeah, You're okay. the one that says, this, yeah, but, but, is, but, a, this is like McDonald's. You, know, you just do it like that Three and don't deviate okay, from well, it. Okay, so do you different. need a chef? You yeah, need somebody yeah, I do. I need somebody. Yeah, I, just, I want somebody who follows my instructions. And does what I do. Hold on. Also, That's what the, I reason, say. the reason Heath and I both worked in the kitchen and work in the kitchen is they don't pull the wool over your eyes. You want to be able to look at every section and know what's capable. Then you know what loads are put on the kitchen because you know what they can cope with. Yeah. You know what a dish should be. You know what how prep heavy it is or not. Mm. So I do think you know. You can see when they're cutting corners on mise en place. Yeah. And say, you like, what's going on there? Oh, um, well, I mm. thought. Oh, here we go. This is where we're getting in trouble again. Yeah. You thought that you would change the recipe because you're hungover and it's easier doing it this way and I wouldn't notice. Mm. Why are you wasting my time? Because I'm just going to make you redo it the whole thing again. I'm just going to make you redo The amount of times I've gone in there on a Sunday and I've gone, what's up with the potatoes? And they go, well, uh, you know, okay, start again. And they just look yeah. at you with, like, you know, we've got to make a lot of roast potatoes here. Mm. And you know how many times I've done that since? They stopped doing it because they know they're going to have to do it twice if they don't do it right the first time. Mm. They, they all think they're going to they have their own... why they pull knives. They, well, they all think <laughs> they have their own, they're going to have their own restaurant empire or own you know, pub empire. And the truth is, the harsh reality is that they, you know, a lot of them haven't got a clue about GP or running a business. They just think that it's all about the chef. I take all that um, away from them, though. We take we, all that away from them. Mm, we, we don't want mm, them... So, you know, I mean, a lot of operators are discreet, but I don't want them thinking about GP all day. I want them thinking about quality of food and cooking it well. Mm. And the minute you start... We, we'll work out the GP and we'll work out what sort of money we need to make for our business. You guys, this is what we're cooking let's chat about it let's talk about the dish <clears throat> what works but this is the I'll work on that I'll worry about the margin you guys just worry about like just doing that get your orders in let's discuss it we always discuss you know what fish we're buying what meat we're buying the best and I, my conversation with the suppliers always is like what's the best you've got do you know what I mean and it never leads with the price question how much is this going to cost me because mm. the minute you start asking suppliers that you just go, what's the best you've got? And then you can work it out in your head. Yeah. If you can afford it, if you can afford it, what can we put on the menu at? And can we take a less of a margin? So that's what we, you know. Yeah. I mean, what, what about de-skilling? Because, I mean, that, that's something that we, we, we've talked about in the past. And I think some, some places have really sort of uh, pushed down that, that, particularly in the past when we had this recruitment crisis for chefs. Yeah. There was a real push towards, you know, de-skill, let's, let's get... You know, automation technology um, or even you know those those kind of basic standards in place that even an idiot like James could follow um, yeah, I, mean, I, I think you, I don't know it's just whether it's just me but I can always taste it I can always tell yeah. I just don't like that I'd rather well, just the chef put a bit too much salt on it something and you go it's a bit salty oh your chef's got a heavy hand mm. sorry do you know what I mean I don't or know plating yeah you know, plating I do think there's the artistic part of it that knows a good chef knows what a good plate of food looks like not you know not served yeah, up like but I mean there's some problem. you were talking earlier about sort of you know you were complaining about the, the uh, shallots in your uh, oyster sauce James because mm. that's no, the way the, you uh, roll yeah, the um, I mean yeah, I left you, my note you, saying that it looked you, like it been prepped by five year olds yeah. So if but that again, I mean, it's a, there's there's technology you could use to, to replace. Uh, the, yeah, but we're not we're not mass production. Though. We're, no, not, we're not trying to bang <clears> out <throat> a thousand shallots a minute. We'll go and get a potato rumbler, yeah, a, a domestic blender. No, but, would do no, but, it my, no, but it wouldn't. No, but you just know how to bit of knife skill. You know how to cut it. You do it to order. You don't sit with your shallots in the vinegar for the the, problem, the problems with a lot of these guys is they all want to be Gordon Ramsay, Jamie Oliver, Marco Pioi. But they don't want to do the graft. Mm-hmm. They'll watch the TV shows and drink a can of Stella. Mm-hmm. But when they come to work, they don't want to do the graft, or they don't want to do. They don't want to learn. 
So that's the problem. They all think that like some heroes of tattoos and look at me and I'm wearing a bandana and I'm so tough. Got a knife tattoo oh, on my forearm. Mate, you're not a rock and roll star. Yeah. Huh. Souls to all the chefs. Some of them are. <laughs> but, you know, some of them are. Some are really, you know yeah, what I mean? But you know, the, the best guys I've ever met are the really humble ones and are really polite. Mm. It's not the guy yelling all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think that culture's changing again. You know, I think we'll see obviously things like MasterChef on the telly. We'll see a new generation of chefs coming through I think yeah. that are going to be more Marcus Waring than Gordon Ramsay and considered and calm and yeah. professional not the same Ramsay's clearly not but you know what I mean they'll just be more exact like that but I don't know I think the, the, the nation's love affair with food and you know with pubs continues I think one of the dangers of that is that everyone thinks they can be a chef I mean so, there's certain editors in this trade to go home and try and make pizzas <laughs> I knew that pizza jive was coming I knew that I'm not done with you yet coming <laughs> Well, I think that is all we've got time for. I think we, we can probably do an entire show on chefs, and uh, we probably will at some point soon. But but that's it for now. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, that is the end of this episode. We will be back next week, where I'm sure we will uh, have had new and exciting announcements from our beloved government to, uh, to discuss, along with many other things. But for the meantime, uh, please subscribe, listen, send any questions you want in to the guys to answer. Uh, any topics you want to cover, please drop me a line on email. But in the meantime, see you next week. Cheers.